What's up, everybody? David Bozell from For America Headquarters. I wanted to, first off, I wanted to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I hope everybody has had a terrific holiday. We're still in the days of Christmas. I think we're in day, what are we at? Day four. And so I hope Santa Claus was good to everybody. And everyone's enjoying the the warm-up through <laughs> viciously cold over the weekend. But I hope everyone's getting warmed up. I wanted to tape something real quick about this spending bill in Ukraine and Mitch McConnell. Good old Mitchy, Mitchy, Mitchy. Mitchy, 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 Mitchy. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking for you, pal. Your ass will be perfect for the day is over. Have a nice afternoon. I love that clip from Days and Confused. Great movie. But I was also... I'm watching McConnell sell this $45 billion aid package to Ukraine. And the guy's really lost his touch in terms of being able to be a persuasive force in our body politic. He puts out a tweet, and I just, I felt like, remember The Truman Show, which is an underrated movie? Remember the scene when he's talking to his fake wife, and he can't, I'll play that just real quick. This is the scene that he's basically discovering that his wife is an actress. And I just feel like she's the fake wife here. Or Mitch McConnell's the fake wife. Let me get you some help, Truman. You're not well. <laughs> Why do you want to have a baby with me? You can't stand me. That's not true. Why don't you let me fix you some of this new Mococo drink? All natural cocoa beans from the upper slopes of Mount Nicaragua. No artificial sweeteners. What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? I've tasted <laughs> other Cocos. This is the best. Some help. I just feel like Truman. This is the tweet that he sends out, McConnell, here. Okay, so by now you know about the $45 billion. That brings our investment into Ukraine into well over $100 billion, if I'm not mistaken. And look, I understand that Twitter is a safe space for poor and given the character limitations. But this is what he said on Christmas Eve. He said, this is a picture of him and Yelinsky. He says, continuing our support for Ukraine is morally right, but it is not only that. Okay. It is morally right, but it is not only that. It is also a direct investment in cold, hard American interests. Okay. That's from McConnell's Twitter account. I don't. I don't suspect that he wrote that himself, but I'm just, I saw that, and Breitbart was the first to really report on this, and I'm just, I'm reading the language of the tweet, and I'm just, I'm genuinely curious, what is a cold, hard American interest anyway? What does that even mean? So just like, getting back to Truman, like, what the hell are you talking about, man? And let's just separate the descriptors. What is a cold American interest? What makes it cold? Versus, why aren't we investing in warm or hot American interests? That seems, <laughs> that seems to be more interesting to me. What makes an American interest a hard American interest? What is that? What is that? What is that? What's the implication? There? If it's just flat out don't understand, and then he says it's a, it's a direct investment. Well, if we're fighting this war with Ukraine against Russia by proxy with weapons and money, but not human capital. 
Isn't that by definition an indirect investment? I mean, to declare that we're making a direct investment in the war with Ukraine, it, it just it doesn't that doesn't feel very proxy to me. Doesn't sound like it. But worse than that, this guy McConnell, he lives by sort of two political golden rules. It's the way he views the world. He he absolutely believes that if you put out an agenda of what you want to do, what you want to accomplish in the majority, let's say, or as a Republican, let's say, that that is harmful to your electoral pursuits. He really believes that. You can argue that till the cows come home with him, but it doesn't matter. He that's just he is locked in on that philosophy. Right? So much so and and Axios was one of the first people one of the first operations to report this. So you know, back in late December of 2021, there was this big donor confab. McConnell's there and one of these donors stands up. And I'll just read it from the Axios report. It said a donor asked a question that could only be answered by McConnell. According to a source in the room, a donor said something to the effect of, we all know what's wrong with the Democrats, but what are we going to be running on to help us win? And McConnell's response was something to the effect of, with all due respect, that's not what we're going to do. The source said, McConnell has long held the view that putting out an agenda ahead of, uh, ahead of midterm elections is a mistake, at least for Senate Republicans, a source told Axios. He believes his view has been vindicated by recent history. McConnell points, in particular, when he led the Republicans back to back in the Senate, back, he led Republicans to win back the Senate in the 2014 midterms without proposing an agenda. I mean, buddy, dude, Mitchy, 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 you got to contemporize, man. Okay, 2014 was eons ago. Okay, all right, we're coming up on. 10 years removed from that. And I don't even know if it's like really, really accurate to suggest that you won the majority in 2014 because you didn't propose an agenda. But he firmly, firmly believes that, that, that saying what you're going to do is a huge mistake. Right? That's political golden rule that Mitch McConnell lives by. Political golden rule number two that Mitch McConnell lives by is that no amount of spending ever hurt anybody, right? Never hurt your political chances, never hurt your political fortune, never hurt your electoral chances, okay? No amount of spending. So you could spend as much of other people's money as you want and vote to spend other people's money as much as you can, and it won't hurt you. It won't. You'll continue to get reelected. And if you don't, it wasn't because of that. It wasn't because you spent too much money. It wasn't because you were not, you refused to be a steward of taxpayer resources. So those are the two political golden rules. Don't put out an agenda and spend as much of other people's money as you can. It doesn't hurt you. That's just the way, that's just the way he rolls. And so for a guy to not put out an agenda lose, refuse to acknowledge the fact that he lost and his all sorts of Senate candidates lost because they did not have that top line idea to run on. 
The fact that he just refuses to acknowledge that, he blames it on poor candidates. And then to decide, oh, by the way, helping Ukraine is morally right. And not, but it's not only that. It's, it's a direct investment in the cold, hard American interests. All along, he just didn't come to that conclusion overnight. He just didn't, that, that, he just didn't wake up in December with a spending bill needed to be passed and said, oh, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. He knew that all along. So he keeps that stuff close to the vest because he knows those are, nobody wants to hear that on the campaign trail. If you send me to Washington, I'm going to go spend as much money on Ukraine as possible. He knows that's a killer. So he just doesn't say it. So it's just, maybe it's my own naivete or my own desires to to have politicians be somewhat honest with me about what they want to do when they get there. But I'm not going to, if I give up on that, if, and if you give up on that, then we shouldn't be interested in federal politics. He just, he refused to have an agenda going into the midterms, or I guess better put, he refused to divulge what his agenda was. And then he decides that helping Ukraine is morally right, and morally imperative. And oh, by the way, he was quoted during the negotiations of the spending bill, that the majority of Republicans all feel this way and have felt this way the whole time. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. So I think the guy has, he's lost his touch. He's lost, he's certainly, and this is not breaking any news, but he simply does not have a single speck of a finger on the pulse of what the base Republican voter wants. And then, most importantly, I think he's totally lost any any and all ability, to the extent that he had any, to sell these policy prescriptions without being trapped by his former positions, by his former takes on these things. He's just, he's run himself in circles. He didn't want to have an agenda, but oh, by the way, Ukraine is morally right and we have to do it. And oh, by the way, didn't you know that all Republicans agreed to that? And oh, by the way, didn't you know that all Republicans feel the same way? He's really cornered himself. But at the end of the day, his only real superpower is other people's money. That's all he's got left to cling on is negotiating spending bills with other people's money. And that's why when the new house comes in and I know they've been neutered with this bill for the first few months, but the game will be on. The battle royale will be upon us in September. Is the house, you don't have to worry about Democrats. Forget Democrats. Forget Biden. Forget what he wants. He couldn't persuade him, persuade himself out of a shoebox. Don't worry about him. Are House Republicans going to stand up to Senate Republicans? That is, in a nutshell, what, and frankly, it is what, it's how the founders envisioned it. It's the system that was designed. The House was in control of the power of the purse. Are they going to stand up to Mitch McConnell's supposed access to other people's money? Are they going to, Are they going to be stewards of taxpayer resources or are they going to allow McConnell 
to not persuade, not divulge, and then decide when the temperature is hot. Oh, by the way, we all agree that we should just spend trillions of other people, trillions of dollars of other people's cash. That's going to be the the battle royale coming up in September. Okay, more from us in a bit. Take care, guys.